Hey, who doesn't like a cold beer every now and then? We all have our favorites. There's ales, stouts, lagers, porters. Now the latest crazes, ready-to-drink cocktails and seltzers. How do you make sense of it all? Well, it's a good thing we have the gurus from Ketsif Brothers to sort it all out. Sit back, relax, eavesdrop for a bit as we talk about the latest beers, seltzers, cocktails, and the best local events that need to be on your calendar. You ready? Let's get to it. It's beer time, but it's not really beer time. We're still doing this on virtual, but we are here with the folks from Katzef Brothers, and we're going to be talking beer for May. And I'll tell you, it's kind of nice. We're getting a little bit of a taste of freedom from COVID lately with the relaxations of the restrictions in Maryland. And I was very surprised that Anne Arundel County and Annapolis followed suit so quickly. But I'll tell you, I was downtown, I guess it was this past weekend, and boy, it was hopping. So I'm really glad for the restaurants and the bars and the stores that people are feeling comfortable to get out there and, and do everything. And, um, and I know that the uh, recovery zones for all the restaurants are still in play until 30 days after the state's um, state of emergency has ended. And I'll, you know, I know they're fighting about that with the county level, but I'm like, you know, all these restaurants have been and bars have been slammed for 18 months and any little bit of a inkling that we can give them help, I think, go for it. So you mean not really slammed? Do you mean hurt? Hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. The Hulk Hogan version of like being slammed as opposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think, you know, it's we've also been lucky with this gorgeous weather, like what we're having today. And we've had a handful of, of days that have been so nice. I think having a light at the end of the tunnel for those bars and restaurants is just so encouraging and they've been really put through the ringer slammed, if you will. Um, so, you know, it's, there is definitely a bright spot here and it, it certainly, at least for us, I think is seeing all of those guys get to come back a little bit and get to resume to, to normal and have people, you know, with full schedules again and full shifts. And well, that's a problem though, Lauren, because all the restaurants, a lot of them are really struggling to find staff. I know that they are. there are several, I know like uh, Killarney house and um, Brian Baru have eliminated full days and yep. they're, they're just great. They're just great businesses. I, I guess. Cause he says, Hey, you know, we, yes, we can beat the hell out of our employees, but we're not going to do it because that's just not right. So yeah. we're we're going to close these days, allow our employees to work a normal shift without being crazy. Because ultimately, when you get a crazy employee and somebody that's overworked and you know undervalued, it turns into your service, and then your customers get mad. So I mean, th- those guys are really smart on that. But uh, you know, I it's just crazy to see every restaurant seems to be hiring. Very few are not. And you know, if anyone's looking for a job, you know, pick your restaurant. The problem is a lot of these people are getting paid more on unemployment based on the way everything's going now. And, you know, there's no real reason for them to go look for a job in, in the restaurant industry. And and the sad part about that is I've talked to a lot of restaurateurs and they basically said that if the people who they did hire and they want to come back after all this unemployment is done, that they're not going to hire them back. Well, a lot of people have also left the industry, too, which is kind of... I was just going to say, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of people have left the industry because it, I think COVID obviously exposed a lot of weak points in a lot of different industries, but I think the restaurant industry in particular, I think a lot of people realized how fragile um, those jobs were and how fragile that industry was when it came to something like this. And I think in the, given that it's been so long, a lot of people have found other things to do and other ways to make money and other, other, and look, it's not easy to hire anyone right now in any industry. Sure. Um, I think that's a, an across the board problem, but I think the restaurants are really 
getting it from all sides in terms of now opening up and opening up short staffed and not being able to find good people. And I just, I hope that people, uh, continue to come back and those that have spent some time in, in the restaurants and have the experience there and can help these guys go back and pick up some shifts. Cause you know, from my background, at least it's, uh, it's hard to find people and this certainly is not making it any easier. So I wouldn't mind, seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing restaurants get rid of the whole tipping system, you know, but that's going to take somebody with, uh, some some brass ones to turn around and, and throw throw, <laughs> yeah, up, throw up a seventeen dollar hamburger. Okay. It will, but you know it's interesting if there's any time to try that. And I, I go back and forth as to where I fall in that, but uh, what I think would be best. But if there's any time to try it, I think it's probably now. You're not going to get a better opportunity just to start fresh with something like that. You're absolutely right. Well, I'll tell you, you know what? Um, I was over at Maryland Hall this weekend, too. I got out on my bike and rode over to Maryland Hall, and there is a really cool uh, natural sculpture out in the front yard uh, made out of twigs and sticks, and it's huge. It's giant. And um, These sticks in the structure is actually a, um, a Patrick Daugherty, Daugherty piece. Um, it will be completed, I believe, on Friday. There's a, a volunteer appreciation um, event Friday night at Maryland Hall. And then on Saturday, we will be bringing back the Blues Festival, but in a in a different way. So the Blues Alive Food Drive that I believe we talked about on the last show will take place at Maryland Hall on Saturday from 11 to 4. Bring all your non-perishable food items, donations, uh, cash. We'll have some some really cool raffles, some giveaways. Bill's continuing to put hats on my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we are on Zoom, everyone. <laughs> He's having fun over here. I'm, I'm spending the day with Bill. Um, so we're really excited to keep keep the name alive. And um, Don Hooker and, and Neil, you know, they have this, this really great relationship and longstanding partnership here. Um, so yeah, join us Saturday. We did drop that podcast with Neil and Don last yeah. week. And that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Those guys are fun. And I was, I was really glad that we could get them both together because A, they're hysterical, but B, they're just doing so much great for the, uh, you know, for the area. And the one thing that I'm looking forward to is that Don is bringing the best of the best of the festival, if you will, the recordings and the videos and stuff like he has to play. So, I mean, while we won't be having a blues festival this year, we'll be able to go to Maryland Hall, check out that sculpture uh, that's in the front yard, drop off some food and listen to some of the great blues. I mean, some of the greats have gone across that stage at Sandy Point over the years. So it's um, it's going to be pretty amazing. And as Cassie said, I mean, we still are not out of this and we're still a great need for food. So if you can bring any non-perishable foods over to Maryland Hall, 11 to 4 on Saturday. Um, you know, and speaking of blues, we've got the other ones, the Blue Angels that are coming in next week, which is kind of one of my most favorite um, events, obviously, and in, in preparation for the, the Naval graduation, uh, the Blue Angels will fly. Uh, we will not be down at Hospital Point, but we will be in and around our, our retailers downtown in Annapolis. Uh, there's some fun rooftops uh, that you can can watch them from, or you can go by boat, right? Boat is the way to go. They're going to be practicing on Tuesday, and then the uh, flight demonstration will be on Wednesday, the 26th at 2 p.m. The practice on Tuesday is between 11 and 3, but the place to be, certainly this year, because they're somewhat discouraging crowds, is to get out on a boat with your favorite beer, and you designate one person as the captain, and and off you go. But if you've never seen the Blue Angels from the uh, water, nothing beats it. Incredible. Incredible. Or you're what? Ready to drink cocktails, cut water, uh, yeah. a mule or a Mai Tai, maybe a margarita with that Bud Light. 
there is no better place to enjoy it, one of those RTDs than on a boat. So how better to do that than with the Blue Angels? That strawberry margarita even, that would be an option too. True. That's a, that's a, that's a summer drink for sure. So you stock up your coolers, you can get those cut water, all sorts of cocktails. I mean, I, I can't, I don't even remember all the names of them that are in there. I mean, <laughs> John, we could fill this whole podcast with just listing all of the different flavors of cut water that are available. They should do that. They should, some bar, they should have like the top shelf and just line them all up. It's like, Hey, you know, you want a Bloody Mary? Sure. Pop. <laughs> See, now that that's my kind of bartending job now at this point. When I tended bar, I was just a beer tender. I mean, it was pop the lid and push it across. And I mean, I think the most complicated drink we had was a fuzzy navel. You know, I, I mean, if these people Vintage. are. Yeah, no kidding. Cutwater has just an amazing things. And I've tried several of them. I still have not found the um, white Russian. And I did get something. And I want to see if you guys can explain this. But I got this in an email from you guys about wine not in a can. I knew you had Babe, but yep. what what is the deal with bottles of wine? And and it was funny because, and you didn't hear this on the podcast with Neil and Don, but I said, hey, you want to make sure you check it out at, at your website? He said, oh, no, we're, and it's now beverages. So you've changed the website. Yeah. You're not beer anymore. Well, I stand, Kathy actually corrected corrected you on that. And Neil said, oh, yeah, that's right. We are, a, we are beverages now. <laughs> so what is, what is the deal with, with wine in a bottle? It's the oh, way I mean, wine for years, John. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, John, wine did originally. Uh, <laughs> we really always have had wine in a bottle available. Uh, no, but 101 North is a new one for us. It's really exciting. We're getting expanding our horizons. You know, we, we laugh and joke about it with the beverage thing and, and how different the portfolio is getting. But we are legitimate wine distributors now. We have a wine in a bottle. Um, and a good wine in a bottle too. I mean, the the liquid is fantastic. So, continuing to uh, to branch out, lot you know, the standard varieties are are what's available, but it's good stuff. You know, we're becoming more of a one stop shop for those on premise and off premise retailers. So, continuing to branch out and see what else we can sell. That probably it probably makes it real easy for for buyers and people that are ordering and stuff like that to deal with. You know, pick really up does. pick up the phone and deal with you guys and. Uh, because unless you're a, a wine bar, per se, I mean, I would think with wine, I yeah. mean, you're probably not overly particular about the wine that you're drinking. No, a house wine's a house wine is how it usually tends to work out. And I think uh, our guys have done a great job in making sure that those those retailers know, like, you'll start to see 101 North everywhere, especially uh, like the downtown Annapolis area. I know our rep that handles that has been all over the place and hitting the pavement really hard and has done a really good job in saying, like, look, like, you already get some of your rail spirits from me. You already get your beer from me. You already get some of these canned cocktails. You, know, you get all of these things with seltzers and draft beer and bottled beer and all of these things. Why not also get your house wine from us too? You know, why not? I have, I, I tasted them a couple of weekends ago. Um, all three of the whites and I'm not a huge Moscato fan, but I actually really liked the Moscato. It was really it was described to me as thin, which is an interesting wine term, but I, I really liked the Moscato and I'm not a Pinot Grigio gal either, but the Pinot was, was pretty tasty as well. But I think the Moscato led the path for me and the price points on 101 North really hit that two buck Chuck price point. So if you're a Trader Joe's fan out there like me, oh, yeah. gee, bring on the two buck Chucks, but 101 North might've won it for me. And the 101 North is actually, um, you know, it's a highway. It's the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway in California. So that's what it's named after. And basically 
trying to show like how they have different like areas of California with different like terroir that goes up and down. That's how they're making all these the different wine varietals. So. Interesting. Well, I know I know some wines even come in and uh, I don't know if they're kegs or whatever, but I know some wines are even distributed through taps in, yeah. in, in different places. So I don't know whether that'll be something down in the future as the wine portfolio expands to. I mean, if we get, know Anheuser-Busch well. Yeah. Anheuser Bush will probably put it in the tag. So I was going to say, there's a, we don't have that yet, but I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, if it's available, odds are at some point we'll be offering. That, it, so. at, at some point it will. That's for sure. And uh, what what about the teas? Are they are they making a comeback? I know last summer it was a uh, lemon, the tea, and then the uh, Arnold Palmer's. Are yeah, they- so but like came out with some hard hard seltzer teas. Um, I wasn't too fond of the raspberry, but the peach was, was pretty nice. It does have that, that like black tea, like hint with a fruity, fruity flavor. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that road goes. I think seltzers are going to continue to dominate. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any, any end to that meteoric rise that they're on between the teas and the seltzers and the lemonades and all of the flavors within the lemonades and all of the flavors within the teas. I was in a store, uh, this has been last week, another week, but weekend before, and I walk in and I kid you not, there was a display that probably was 12 foot by 10 foot and probably seven feet tall. And it was all seltzers, seltzer tea, seltzer lemonades. And John, I, I am not even exaggerating when I say 60% of that display was teas and lemonades, not even just like course, like core seltzers are now like yesterday's news <laughs> with what I'm seeing in these stores. It's wild. It was all tea and all lemonade, every flavor, tons of variety packs. Really? I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy to see by July. I have a feeling that every cooler in the country is going to be just like stuffed with those hard seltzer teas and lemonades wild you know we probably should have seen this coming a long time ago because i remember in the grocery stores probably like seven to ten years ago all of a sudden the preponderance of the um the flavored sparkling water the seltzers that were in there that you know it was like the case and the case and the case i mean you know every now and then you'd have to look for the san pellegrino or the uh the perrier and it used to be like on the bottom shelf and in little four packs but then now now all of a sudden they moved it out and then and that was really i think in the grocery store certainly the non-alcoholic version was before the alcoholic seltzer version you know it paved the way wow yeah it paved the way people people love those flavors and if you look at it Look at the flavors that have been really popular in hard seltzer versus the flavors that are popular in non-alcoholic seltzer. There, there is a, there is a parallel there, right? Like all of the, all of the alcohol companies, all of the, um, the breweries that are making seltzers are looking at that and what people are drinking. And that's where we're getting the inspiration for all of these other flavors that we have is what's popular in, in non-alcoholic seltzer, like your LaCroix, your Polar, your Wegmans brand, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like, I have the Wegmans uh, ginger seltzer in my fridge right now. And that stuff is amazing. And I'm just waiting for like a ginger seltzer, Um, hard seltzer to come in. So like a lighter ginger beer or ginger ale, like it's, uh, it's crazy. It's really crazy. John, I got two questions for you. If, if, if it's, if it's an Arnold Palmer, but has alcohol, wouldn't that be a John Daly? (laughs) Secondly, valid point. Thank you. And secondly, why don't you just take some of these seltzers and make ice cubes out of them and put them into another drink and then have like some kind of seltzer drink thing? 
You know what I mean? I don't know. They they, they seltzer I, drink thing. Yeah. I like it, Bill. I, yeah. Man, you you ought to get out of this and get into marketing. I've been trying for years, dude. I've been yeah. trying. Bill's oh. always been a a wealth of ideas. Yes, I'm totally doing that this weekend. A creative mind, if you, you guys will. should see my desk right now. Actually, I should turn the camera around. It's amazing. Well, I'll tell you, man. I'm looking at this calendar, man, and May just like flew by in a heartbeat. I can't believe it's like almost June. What we got coming up in June? June 28th is the anniversary of the Capitol shooting, and they're going to be dedicating a memorial downtown uh, on Compromise Street, sort of across from the Fleet Reserve Club. And I, I know the city is going all out for the 4th of July. Um, they've starting on Friday, they've got concerts going on all over. There's a parade on Saturday and then fireworks on Sunday. So that'll be a good time to celebrate. And I know all the restaurants and the uh, the bars and the restaurants downtown will be looking for big crowds because I know the city is really uh, pushing for large crowds as well, which is kind of neat. And we've got graduation coming up in a week from the Naval Academy. So that's on the 28th. And, you know, I always tell people just make sure you're patient because there's a lot of out-of-towners here that don't know where they're going and just just deal with the traffic and they'll be gone for a little bit. They'll be gone in a couple of days and then we can have the town back for a little bit until it gets uh, – gets crazy but john i got something well, to add to the opening up of annapolis eastern shore brewing is going to make an ipa to dedicate you know back to the opening of this and it's going to be called the you're on mute ipa that's awesome <laughs> thank you that was also that was also that was also uh, a bill idea yeah yeah you're so, on mute that's IPA. Funny. that's great yeah but he's not really on mute no no i'm not up here <laughs> Bill, you're never on mute. <laughs> My wife would like me to be on mute. <laughs> haven't, but, haven't figured that out true. yet. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, so that's going to happen, and that's going to be something really interesting. So I think that they're going to they're going to do a commemorative beer just for that. I think that they're targeting, I think it was six or seven accounts um, just to have this on draft. So it, it, it's going to be something kind of fun, you know. And then, and then football things. And, Bill, you might be into this, but Navy-Notre Dame – uh, storied rivalry is coming to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore in 2022. It's November 12th, I think, is the date, which will be cool because the last time they, Notre Dame played here, I think they played at FedEx Field. And yeah, did. I was at that game. I had just moved to Baltimore. It was like in 2012. Yeah, yeah, no, probably. 2011. 2011. Yeah. It, it was a long time ago. I mean, you know, it's so they're they're coming to Baltimore for their annual kicking ass of Navy football. So that's typically, you know. yeah, I want to go to that game. M and T. Yeah. Do you do you guys know why Navy and Notre Dame play every year as such mis, mixed match teams? No. Some 80, eighty year eighty year series. Right? This is I, I don't know the day, but this is in World War Two. Notre Dame was a single sex school. It was mo- men, and it was decimated because they took all of the college age kids and put them into the draft and they were going to fight the war. Uh, Navy needed someplace to train these guys that they were going at. So Navy actually rented Notre Dame for a period to keep them from going under. And Notre Dame said, Hey, look, thank you. You saved us. We'll play you in football from now until eternity every year. Um, and we've only won like no three kidding. games. So yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a neat little uh, tradition as to why it's, why it's played and why it's such a huge game and a rivalry there. But it's always a, you know, as far as Navy goes, it's probably the second, second most important game that they play. This year's Navy Air Force game is going to be incredible. This is uh, going to be on September 11th. So it will be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 20 years. Yes, so oh stay tuned. We, we crazy. You know, some, some special, special things around Navy Air Force and September 11th. So John, um, um, I mean, man, events are, are well on their way. 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited. One that's not coming back, I just heard yesterday, is Kegs and Corks. And that is one of my favorites in the summer. It's usually in August, but they have uh, I talked to the organizers yesterday and they said there's just too much to get done. And, you know, we're just out of this. So there's still some little bit of unknown and they don't do a crappy festival. I mean, it's not like something that they throw together. I mean, they they don't want to put their name on it if it's cruddy. So I get that. But they will be back in 2022. And um, I've heard there's another one coming up in mid-July, but we're going to keep our mouth shut on that one for now. But it's called a teaser. Uh, just like the new restaurants and going into the Annapolis Town Center, we can't talk about. But That's right, John. <laughs> I'll give a, a small hint. 90s music. So we'll we'll see where that flies. Hold on. 90s music. Oh, yeah. Gin Bluff. Oh, you got Is, Bell's attention. What was, that, what was that? Were you talking about like a, some kind of a drink in a can? You said gin something, Cassie? That's something. Gin maybe. something? Maybe like, something. Like, like a cherry blossom leg lager with uh, gin? There was a band called Sugar. In the nineties. Okay, it's not sugar. <laughs> the other <laughs> that we don't we don't want to spill any beans here. No beans spilled. Okay, well we'll leave them hanging on that. This is the end of May. This is unbelievable. We'll be back here again in June. Again, we've got Bill Catron, Cassie Mabry, and Lauren Hamilton joining us today with Catsup Brothers. And again, get out there, fill that cooler with um, all those crazy hard seltzers and those ready to drinks from. Um, Cutwater, and then you've also give a shot. Look for look for the wine, the 101 North. It looks looks interesting. I'm looking at a picture of the Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm into it. That sounds cool. I mean, I think that's a great move for you guys, business wise, to be the one stop shop. I agree. Thank you, John. All right, you guys have a great Memorial Day. Enjoy the Blue Angels if you are able to see them, and um, we're going to catch up with you guys in June. You got All it. All right, thanks, John. Have a good one. Yeah, you. Bye. got it. Thanks, John. This Ion Annapolis bonus podcast has been brought to you by Ketsif Brothers, the area's largest beer distributor. Please check them out at thegreatestbeers.com. Oh, and don't forget to check out ionanapolis.net for all your local news, opinions, and events.